Happy Hump Day to you. Welcome back to Brewers Briefing. I'm Brooks Brewer, and I'm glad to have you with us for the show today. We are going to talk about what's happening in the world of current events. You, you might imagine there's a couple of things happening out there. Yes, it's true. And we'd love to hear what you think about it. Okay, so you get involved by giving us a call. You people come on in, too. Yes, yes. Well, I guess you're already in. Uh, thank you. So give us a call or a text on the Windy Chevy text line or the Brew Lines. A text or call one number does it all. That's 918-756-3646. Lock it in. Memorize it. Put it on your speed dial. Is there still such a thing as speed dial? I don't know. Anyway, good morning to you. Happy hump day. Middle of the week, October 4th. It's a beautiful day outside. And we're going to have a good time today. That's what we do every time we get on the show. It's fun. And so thanks for joining us. Appreciate you so much. You didn't have to. And well, here you are. Let's just check the old thing here. The internet people. See what we got. We got Finland in here. Good morning, Finland. Welcome to the show. Um, so yeah, we, so we podcast this thing also, believe it or not, it's, it's called Brewers Briefing and it's on Spotify, Apple, and other places where, wherever you get your podcast pretty much. Okay. So that's out there. That's out there. And let's take a look at the weather forecast. See what we had. Do we have a little rain come through? Let's. Let's, uh, let's see. Let me check the radar. Okay. Uh, let me see what it is. The weather next rad. And then we'll look at the forecast. I think it's kind of already passed by. Let's see where we have zoom out. Yeah. It's all in the Eastern part of the state currently. Well, I say that there's a whole bunch out to the West side too. Out West of Enid and, uh, there's places like that. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at the forecast. See what it's going to do here. See what, what does it say? What does this say? Today, 78 degrees with a high temperature and a 90% chance of precip. Mostly after 1 o'clock, so that's still that's still the one coming in later on today. Tonight, 80% chance of rain continues, down to 63. Tomorrow, a lovely 76 degrees. And the rain should pretty much be gone tomorrow. Very nice, beautiful. I'm ready for that. I just love it. Some cooler temperatures on the way. Friday, 72 in sunshine, north breezes. 41 overnight, Friday night. <laughs> oh my God. That's almost into the 30s. Now, that's a little too quick. Okay, well, I'm not ready for that. Now, it. Saturday, 63 for the high temperature. That is, you guys going to get out there and cut some wood, aren't you? That's just cutting wood weather right there. Oh, come on. I don't even have any wood to cut. I don't no longer have a wood-burning fireplace, and I'm not too happy about it. Gas logs. It's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> well, what do you do? You move into a house. Anyway, 63 Saturday. That's that's lovely. Sunday, 71 for the high, 49 overnight. Columbus Day, 77 and sunshine. Yes, Dolores, we're working on Columbus Day. Sorry. <laughs> we're getting off of Columbus Day. No, no. Um, Tuesday, 79 and sunshine, beautiful, beautiful forecast right there. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Current temperatures around the state. You ask, I don't know. Let's check them out and see what we got. I got 51 out in the panhandle out there at Kenton and uh, hooker and all that. That is almost in the forties. Ah, beautiful sixties. As we move easterly seventies in the middle of the state and 75 down in Medill. They win the hot spot for the day and the air guitar signed by me. 
Okay, we got some what? What do we got? We got some text coming in here. Let's see. David is with us this morning. Good morning, partner. Appreciate you so much. Glad to have you with us for the program today. There's Vayroy in on the Wendy Chevy text line. Morning, Brooks. Good morning, Vayroy. Got you in there, partner. Let's see. Vicky's with us already. There's the meme of the day. Good morning. Come on now. That doesn't look like a very happy face. Get you happy face. I was happy. I got out on the porch this morning and, uh, and then here comes the mother-in-law. She's coming out and there's a deer across the street and boom, here the deer comes across this way. Boom. Right into my front yard, a little doe kind of excited, not knowing exactly where to go. And I felt like I was in the country again. It was, it was so cool. It's always awesome. And I got another one. Good morning, Mr. Brewer. Hey, heavy on the mister right there. Good morning to you. Thanks for, for chiming in there. Appreciate you guys. People are awesome like that. Love you. Appreciate you. It's good times. Here we go. You still dealing with allergies? We're, we're dealing with a little bit. Not terrible, but just a little bit around here. It's that time of year, I suppose. All right. Let's see. What do we got? All right. Let's jump into this deal. We got some, man, weird news today. This is a... This is Oklahoma story too. It's, it's awfully. It's, listen to this. Here's the, this is Fox News and it's Oklahoma story. Oklahoma woman riding a lawnmower struck, killed by a wing of a small airplane. And it's like what? Terrible story. It's terribly sad and it's terribly weird. Um. Pilot tells investigators he tried to pull the plane up to fly over Samantha Hayes, but the wings struck her. This is down in Broken Bow. Killed Friday, struck by she was she was she was riding a lawnmower. She was, I guess, mowing, I suppose, next to the runway. And here comes a plane in for landing. She's 27. And down in Broken Bow, you know, and here comes a Bonanza A36. See, I had a Bonanza B36 TC. The only difference was my wings were bigger than the A36. So I know what this plane is, a nice little airplane piloted by James Baxter coming in for landing, spotted haze after touching down about 2.30 in the middle of the day, afternoon, saw her. And trying to pull the single-engine aircraft up so that he could fly over her, but the wing struck her. She's a single mother of three and pronounced dead on the scene. It's just, it's horrific. It's horrific. I, I just don't understand how you can be riding a lawnmower. Now, I can see how you couldn't hear. I suppose you couldn't hear the plane if you got the lawnmower going and you know, maybe you're, maybe you got headphones in, you know, I don't know. You didn't, maybe didn't hear it, but I would think you would see it. You would see a. I would think you would see a plane coming in. I mean, I, I guess maybe this all happened so fast. So the investigators are investigating whether there's any charges could be filed against the pilot. Highway patrol said. Did the pilot do anything wrong or was this just unavoidable? <laughs> I, look, I, I'm thinking I'm siding on the side of the pilot here. Like, 
dude, when you come in and fly on an airplane and somebody's mowing right next to the runway, you, you don't know they're mowing. You, you don't, they don't tell you. There's, there's no tower down there. Broken bow, I promise you. You're coming in. You're, you're expecting it to be clear. Like, there's, you know. And if somebody's mowing, that's their responsibility to take precaution. I would like I'm, I used to be a pilot. I flew for twelve years. My bananas are just like this, and you know it's. I, that's what I'm thinking. You know. I mean, you, you have more control over the lawnmower than you do over the airplane. Airplane, you know, you got a little control. It's not like you just whip it around and just. Anyway, it's a terrible story. It's a weird story, guys. It's terrible, sad. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's under investigation. I, I can't see at all they would blame the pilot for any of this stuff. I mean, he tried to avoid the situation when he when he saw her, you know, after he touched down. Because, I mean, when you're flying, you touch down, you're in a small little runway. I mean, Broken Bow's not going to be a big airport. Trees all over the place. You're kind of focused on the runway. And then, oh, my God, there's somebody mowing. Crap. You'd probably, you know, try to, boom, and it's, it's too late. Anyway, kind of a weird story. Weird and and and, and sad all at the same time. Okay, what else we got? We got somebody else on the Windy Chevy text line. Let's see. What do we got? Good morning, Brooks. I personally think you should have called it Brewer's Briefs. Also, when is the eclipse? <laughs> that's, that's real funny right there. That's real funny. When is the eclipse? I don't know. Is there an eclipse coming? Are you? Uh, do you have a spiritual uh, ritual you do during the eclipse or something? I don't know. I mean, there was a big moon the other night. It was beautiful. Did you see it? Anyway, I don't, I don't know about any eclipse. It's, it's not important. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, here's another weird Oklahoma story. Guys, Oklahoma's got some weirdness today. And it's another one from Fox News. We're making national news. Oklahoma mother pleads guilty to allowing 12-year-old daughter to give birth to 24-year-old's baby. <sighs> Lord help us. Desiree Castaneda going to spend 15 years behind bars for child neglect and enabling a child sexual abuse. Tulsa, Oklahoma mother pleading guilty to allowing her 12 year old to have the baby of this 24 year old dude. Child sex abuse charges, neglect. She goes into the Tulsa hospital with this guy. To have a baby, they're walking in like a happy couple, and the hospital staff calls 911. The newborn's father, Juan Miranda Jara, was arrested and charged with first degree rape. Uh, he he doesn't understand. He, he's like he's bragging about becoming a father, giving birth to the child, uh, and and now he's going to jail, pal. Anyways, so weird, so so disastrous. Oh my gosh. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Okay, well, what else we got? So somebody texted in on the Windy Chevy text line early this morning. They wanted me to check out a story. But before we do, we got to say hello to Mother. Of course, your mother is in here. Hi, Mom. She's always into the program. How you doing? Hope you're doing good. Thanks for listening to the program. Your favorite son. Uh, okay. So the, yeah, somebody texted in and said, Hey, check out the story about the, the migrants. That's what they call them now. Instead of illegals, the, in the Chicago O'Hare airport, they're living inside the airport. So I did it. Here's another story. <laughs> Fox news. Hundreds of migrants live inside Chicago O'Hare international airport as city grapples on how to house them. 
And here they all are, pictures of hundreds of them laying around all over the place from blankets and cots. And it's very concerning. Let's see, what do we, what do we got? Let's get back up here. Blah, blah, blah. Staying inside their uh, bathroom, sleeping on the cardboard, all over the place. It's very concerning. It's not just a safety matter, but a public health matter. And so they're checking out. Somebody said, and the, the texture said something about scabies or something. Maybe shutting this thing. <laughs> Nasty. What? <laughs> you know, they're coming in down there in Texas. And Texas busting them to Chicago and L.A. and New York City. And saying, hey, you go. Here you go. Y'all are sanctuary cities. You were bragging about it back in the day. Here you go. And now they're crying and screaming. And uh, so Abbott is like, hey, you know, we don't we don't have any place for them down here. We're sending them to you. So it's a, it's a disaster, absolutely a disaster. <laughs> These big big cities with millions of people can't have, handle a few thousand uh, immigrants coming across illegals, and they are crying and screaming. You know, I mean, it's just weird to me. Like, what do you think is happening in Texas, you morons? This is every day down there. 11,000 a day coming across. And you whining about some, you know, talk to your man in the freaking White House, you Democratic boneheads. Right? It's your guy up there. It's got all the control, evidently. I don't know. I guess it's all in the executive branch. To have all, I mean, because Congress got nothing to say. I don't know, man. It's, again, it's, the more I, I read this, the little, the less I think I know about anything. I don't know anything about anything. Why can't something be done? I don't know. It's just not being done. <laughs> it's not getting done. Hey, something got done yesterday, though. You know what I mean? Something got done yesterday. And I don't know how you feel about it. There's mixed emotions about the the booting of House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. He's no longer Speaker of the House. He got And I don't know how you feel about that. There's mixed emotions about it. There's people in the Republican Party that are mixed about this. I was surprised to see Chip Roy was all been out of shape about it. He didn't think it should happen. And... So, because I, I thought, you know, he, he's a pretty conservative firebrand, I thought. Some people on the Republican side are extremely happy about it. And so, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about it. So it might be interesting to, to hear from you. You think it was a good thing? You think it was a bad thing? Here's kind of what I think. I, I like a little fire up in Congress myself. That's one of the reasons I like Donald Trump when I voted for him back in the day. I'm like, hey, here's a guy going to come in here and stir it up. Okay, we need something besides status quo up there. It's 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 not helping us. The old status quo, same old, same old. Just get along, go along. That's not helping us as Americans. Okay, we need we need something to we need somebody to hold people accountable. We need we need some backbone up there. That's what I think. And so when I see actions like what we saw yesterday with Matt Gates leading the charge to hold Kevin McCarthy to his word, which. Kevin McCarthy did not stick to his word. And this is where you got yourself, Kevin McCarthy. Now, I'm not saying Mr. McCarthy never did anything good. 
he didn't do very much good, but he did a little bit good, maybe. But not enough. Like, you, you say all this stuff just to get elected. And that's what these guys do. I'll promise you anything. Just vote for me. You get ice cream if you vote for me. I promise ice cream. And so he made all these promises of these this, this group of the 20. Remember, back in the day, I promise you this, I promise you this. I'm okay, I'll do that. I'll do that too. And then he didn't do any of it. But they were smart, and they said, well, one of the things you're going to promise us is we can we can at any point uh, make a vote to vacate the chair. <laughs> okay. I'll, prob- I'll, I'll do that too. Well, bada-boom, bada-bang, it came back around because you didn't hold – your, your promises. You didn't do the thing you said you were going to do. And so here we got this this crazy thing happening. And, you know, a lot of Republicans are like, why are you Republicans fighting against each other? Oh, my God. The Democrats are laughing. and We got work to do. Newt Gingrich is throwing dirt up the air. He's thinking, oh, Matt Gates is working with the Democrats. You see a Democrat plan, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I think it's good. I think, look, you, 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 somebody has got to hold somebody accountable. Like, if you say stuff, you got to do it. That's all. That's all. Don't throw out a bunch of promises and then don't do it. And act like you're not going to get held accountable because this, this needs to happen sometime up there. And it's exactly what they're saying. Okay. All right. All right. I got a texture here saying, good thing there is talks of making Trump the Speaker of the House. If that happens, the Democrats will lose their minds. Have you seen this, ladies and gentlemen? I saw that this morning as well as I was perusing the news to see what people are saying. And where is it? I I hope it's in here somewhere. All bookmarks. I know I've got it. There's a movement. No, not that kind. A different movement. I don't even see it. Good night. Where did it go? I had it. I promise. It's the story about people are floating around this idea of making Donald J. Trump the speaker. Ah, Here it is right here. Thank you, Brooks. Um, So this is Leo Terrell. House Republicans have been in contact with the President Trump in effort to push Trump as next speaker of the House. No, I don't want to join your your uh, newsletter, but thank you. Anyway, Hannity reported this sources telling me this hour house Republicans have been in contact with the former president, Donald Trump. I have been told president Trump might be open to helping Republican party, at least in short now. And, and president Trump came out and says, why are you Republicans fighting against each other? Blah, blah, blah. So it didn't sound like he was for this deal either. And that's pretty much the end of the story. And of course, you know, Trump ain't going to do that. Well, but you know, things are crazy right now. (laughs) Maybe he would. The the White House, the the Speaker of the House is the third in line to the presidency. You got the president, you got the vice, and then you got the Speaker. I don't know, you know, how that would all happen to get there. But anyway, that's that's being floated. I doubt that'll happen, don't you? Don't you think that's just kind of a farce? I mean, he wants to be president and he's not going to settle for something like that craziness i told you yesterday it's clown show <laughs> it's a clown show and so let me see what else other what, what the people are saying about this let's see 
<sighs> Let's see. We have Jesse Waters weighed in on this a little bit. He's not too sure about it. He says Matt Gates doesn't want to be speaker and has no idea who else should be. Now, you know, Fox is going to toe the line of the establishment, right? And that, so that's who they're going to kind of line up with. He just knows that Kevin McCarthy should not be speaker. And why would anybody want to be speaker if one guy has the power to throw you overboard? The Democrats are laughing at the Republicans now. The Republicans just dethroned their best fundraiser and throttled the impeachment inquiry. So what's going to happen this week? Nothing. Now, that could be good. We don't know. But there's a lot going on in the country. Crime, border, stock market, took a bath. Republicans aren't going to vote for the new speaker until next Wednesday. So we don't really know if this was all worth it until November. If they can get some clean spending bills that don't break the bank, that's great. But if they can't, we'll get another uh, blankish sandwich forced down our throats. Blah, blah, blah. So they're not really too excited about this. Fox News likes the establishment types. Uh, I think they, they certainly hate Donald Trump. They, I don't think they like Matt Gates too good anymore. So they're saying, eh, probably not a great idea, you know, because what's going to get done up there right now? Well, it's, they're going to vote next Wednesday. Okay. That's not that long. I mean, I might have, they might have a new guy by then. So you just need to settle, settle down a little bit right there. Let's go to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Well, I like waking up with McCarthy or Rhino, I'm not Speaker of the House. I kind of like that. It kind of feels good. I kind of like it myself. And, and the guy, the number two guy, the number, the leading the guy over now, he kicked uh, Pelosi's got today to get all her stuff out of the extra room. I think that is hilarious, don't you? Oh, oh yeah. And I saw Lankford saying he's got a bill going to make sure the government can never be shut down again. I'm like. Let's work at the border and not send the money to Ukraine. I'm not worried about the government shutting down. You're making deals with the Democrats. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, he's been working on that forever, uh, trying to get the, the yeah, way they do five it. years. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't, why don't we put that much enthusiasm in the border and stuff? You know, it's beyond me. I, I can't understand how they don't think this is more of a pressing issue, the border issue. It, it is a disaster. It, the fentanyl that's pouring over, it's killing 200 Americans every day. Every day. And yet, they just kind of walking around doing other stuff. Like, well, I don't have any, I don't know, I can't, you know. I don't know, it's, it's crazy to me. Yeah. I saw a picture the other day with uh, McCarthy sitting right next to Schumer, then McConnell on the other side. Oh, yeah, that's a trio right there for you. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not here. like, oh, yeah, that's great. I think we got uh, the two guys that they got that they want to replace McCarthy, both good conservatives. Who are they talking about? Think, yeah, Steve Scalise, right? Right, that's one. And, uh, was he the one with the blood cancer or something? Well, he's one that got shot in the, in the baseball game, softball game, whatever. I don't know if he's got cancer, but. Oh, that, that was. Steve Scalise, oh, God, he's the one to get shot. The top. Yeah, the top two. And both of them good stand-up for American people, I believe. Well, I've been wondering. I haven't and even so, seen who uh, they've been talking about. Well, they, it was the number two and number three Republicans in the House. They, oh, they got okay. In order. Well, probably, yeah. Yeah, probably right. And so we can get... McCarthy's gone. Now we can, maybe we can get something done now. 
Well, I, you know, <laughs> I hope so. I think it teaches somebody a lesson. It throws a damn sure big message out there. Like, look, if you're going to be up here and say stuff, you better daggum well do it. Right? Well, that, yeah, that's great. I, I got to start somewhere. Now, at least they did that. That's a, that's a start. That's what I think. That's a start. Well, I better get off here and let you call your other people. All right. Hey, appreciate you call, partner. You have a great day now. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. So we're talking about the interim uh House Speaker, I guess they got an interim guy up there. <laughs> First thing he did is he went to Nasty Pelosi's office and said, you're trespassing. You need to get out of this office. <laughs> oh, that's a ballsy move. That's a baller right there. That That is that is so funny. I could just imagine the look on her, her nasty face. What? What? You what? Yes, Nasty, you've got to go. Sorry, you no longer have rights to this room. There's a big office in the corner with all the splendidness. You go. Get back to the cubicle. <laughs> ah, that's great. So who are they talking about? Steve's Steve Scalise. He's one of the uh, runners up there. Three main contenders in this article says Steve Scalise, he's a Republican from Louisiana, Tom Emmer, never heard of that guy, Republican from Minnesota, and Elise Stefanik, a Republican from New York. Don't get her. She's a rhino. They've all both voiced their support for McCarthy. Well, <laughs> see, I don't know. Uh, it, I don't know. Look, as a speaker, do you need a guy that's going to be kind of be able to work with both sides or do you just need, you know, or not? They're just like, here's how we're going to roll. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I, I think these people are just kind of like they're, they're typical. They're kind of like the McCarthy's. I think Scalise, I think he's a pretty good guy. I think they're all kind of just, you know, they're all about the same, probably, in my opinion, right there. All right, let's see. What do we got? We got something coming in on the Windy Chevy text line. What is it? What's the listeners saying? What, are they, what do we got? What do we got? Trace Gowdy on Fox last night about the college shooting. A caller thought, a caller they thought was speaking on the shooting, ends up talking about Tucker, how Fox did him wrong. LOL. Obviously, they shut him down. Yeah, that guy was Mike Dice is who did that. And Mike Dice is uh, got a YouTube channel. He's kind of a, kind of a comedy guy and uh, a little bit controversial. And so, yeah. So Trace Gallagher, Trace Gowdy, Gallagher, I think it was Trace Gallagher. Isn't that his name? Trace Gallagher. Anyway, you were close. Was was doing this thing about the shooting of Baltimore. So you might not have heard there was a shooting at Baltimore at a, at a campus, whatever the name of the campus was. I don't have it in front of me. Four people were shot and injured, students, and just this crazy thing. And so they were, Fox was getting, I guess, live call-ins. And this Mike Dice calls in. He's like, yeah, you know, we're, what was happening? Well, we're all playing poker. Every Tuesday night we get together and we watch Tucker and play poker because Tucker is no longer on Fox. You guys fired him. You know, he's really doing better on X. And we all get around because Tucker, you know, he, he's so much better over there on X because he can say what he wants to say. And, and you corporate media types don't let him say And so finally, they shut him down after about 15, 20 seconds. 
like, oh, this obviously was not a student. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> so that's kind of making the rounds this morning as well in the news because they got busted live on the air. It happens sometimes. So that's that. We got another text coming in here from a listener. Oklahoma rep Hines is in the running too. Hines. Oklahoma rep Hines is in the running too. We got a Hines? We got a representative named Hines? I don't even know what you're talking about right there. You lost me on that one. Oh my gosh, look at the time, people. We have not played a commercial. We're just going full steam ahead. And there's people out there that need advertising, believe it or not. I'm looking for them. Dolores, did you not put them in the break? I don't see them. I don't see my people. Where's my people? <laughs> I will hand install my people right here and right here. Hey, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with more of the Brewers Breathing. Stay with us. Four is our time. Good Wednesday morning to you. Thanks for joining us here on Brewers Briefing. Appreciate you so much. You want to get involved, you can. 918-756-3646 is the telephone number, text, or call. The Windy Chevy text line is open. Today's Wednesday. Man, I wish I could tell you what's happening at Windy Chevy. It starts tomorrow. I wonder if I could leak it out. I wonder if I could leak. I wonder if I'd get in trouble if I leaked the information early. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I got textures texting in here on that Wendy Chevy text line. What are they saying? Donald Trump and the hardcore representatives are making me consider changing my affiliation to Democrat. I agree. There needs to be something done about the deficit, but those Trumpers need to go. Trump needs to be locked up, says the listener. Really? Donald Trump and the hardcore representatives are making me want to consider changing my affiliation to Democrat. Now, why wouldn't you change to independent? Now, so, so what are you thinking? I'm, I'm interested in this text here, quite frankly. Um, so what is it they're doing that's making you want to switch parties? That's a pretty, I mean, <laughs> look, I mean to tell you right now, if you're willing, you're thinking about switching from Republican to Democrat, that's, that's a serious move. That, I mean, have you been drinking already this morning? I mean, has it, have you hit the bottle? Anyway, I, I'm, I'm anxious to know more about that. If, if you want to call, it'd be great. If you want to text in some more of your thoughts, that, that's great. I want to know what they're doing exactly that's, uh, that's got you all riled up thinking about switching parties on us right over there. <clears throat> okay, somebody, yeah, not Hines, Kevin Hearns. Kevin Hearns is in on the running for the House Speaker. Yeah, okay, well. Who knows? I'm sure they're all throwing their hat in. Pick me. Pick me. <clears throat> um, all right, got another listener here texting in. Other House Republicans didn't like McCarthy either. They just didn't think this was the optimal time to oust the Speaker. Unfortunately, the headline pushed the Socialist Democrat fire alarm story down the page. I was rather enjoying that story and watching all the Dems scrambling to provide sloppy lies for their guy. <laughs> Yeah, that old boy, Jamal, he's not sure why it got so much attention. He he, he kind of, oh, I got so much attention on my story. I did pull the fire alarm, thought the door was going to open. <laughs> Woo! There it is. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. There's people to split on this thing. 
whether it was the right move to make or wasn't the right move to make. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess time will tell. I don't think anything drastic is going to happen. Okay. We don't, we got to hang out. And then they'll vote for next, a new guy next Wednesday. We'll get a new guy in there and it'll go back to normal, back to business, you know, whatever. But, you know. Melissa Parkland. Let's see. I'm going to cancel that. I don't think she wants to be on the morning show. So I'm thinking that's just not what that is. What else we got in the news? What, we, got, we got that already. So talking about third parties, here's an article this morning from Gallup. They did a survey and support for a third U.S. political party is up to 63%. 63% of U.S. adults currently agree with the statement that Republican Democratic parties do such a poor job of representing the American people that a third major party is needed. 63% of the people think that now. That's a huge number. That is uh, the highest number since 2003, they say. Um, so there's that. So, you know, I, so what have we got? We have the libertarian party, right? That's what we have. We have independent. I don't even know what we have out there. So I don't know if that's going to make any difference or not, but people are not, people are not happy with their party. I guess the Democrats aren't happy with their party. <laughs> Republicans are not happy with their leadership. We got a bunch of unhappy people out there. You people get happy, all right? It's, it's, life's too short to be unhappy. This kid was unhappy. What the heck? 11-year-old boy arrested. 11. For allegedly shooting two football teammates during a practice. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you the story. I mean, the stories pop out. You know, it's like, what is this? 11-year-old Florida student facing attempted second-degree murder charge after shooting two of his 13-year-old teammates during a dispute over food that erupted during a football practice at a sports complex in Apopka, Florida. Authorities are considering potential charges against the boy's mother for failing to secure the firearm used in the incident, according to law enforcement. It's a shame. Nobody wants to arrest an 11-year-old boy by any means, said the police. Yeah, this is this is just so out of control, man. I mean, you know, it, it's it's the it's it starts at the home. We said that the other day. Starts in the home, and uh, wow. I what 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 do you say about all that? It starts in the home. You got You got to teach these kids. You don't go shooting somebody because you got into a dispute. Over French fries, okay? It's not what we do. Whew, mercy, we got problems, do we not? In homes, we got we got we got issues. Sorry, it's not a feel good Friday show. Okay, let's let's listen to Governor DeSantis here for a minute. I'll right, see. We get my computer up here. Stand by one. So, so this is a, this caught my interest. I don't think the audio is super good in this deal. We're gonna play it anyway because it's we talked about this this week. This is about building the wall. And making Mexico pay for it. Now, we talked about this, and Donald Trump said he was going to make Mexico pay. Then he comes out and says, "Ah, there's no way to make Mexico pay for it, not really." And and DeSantis says there is, and he's going to do it. So I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. So let's 
hear what he says about this. I was a little bit uh, surprised when he was in Iowa recently. He was talking about his famous promise to build, have Mexico pay for the border wall that he ran on in 2016. And that was the reason why me and a lot of people voted for him. We wanted to see a wall. We wanted to see illegal immigration finally taken care of. And he said that, well, you know, there was no basis to ever ask Mexico to do it. You can't just do it. There's no legal mechanism. It wasn't anything that was viable is basically what he said. And I was like, well, wait a minute. That was your whole campaign slogan or one of the main slogans in 2016. Now you're saying there was no way to do it. Uh, that was uh, not something that I thought w w spoke very well. But the thing is, there is a way to get Mexico to pay for it. It's imposing a fee on the remittances that people who come here who are not U.S. citizens, a lot of them working illegally, when they send money back, you impose that fee, you use that, you get billions of dollars from that and be able to build a border wall. So I will actually do that. Uh, I will fulfill the promise that Donald Trump made in 2016 uh, to build the wall while we have Mexico and other countries pay for it. There's a way to get it done. I've laid it out and we're going to make it happen. Well, 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 really? See, I told you he was a pretty smart guy. I think y'all need to reconsider Governor DeSantis. Uh, what about that? Make him pay. Give him a little tax on the money sent back, uh, whatever it is. That's cool. I, I like that. See? Probably heard it here first. I tell you what, you don't want to miss the show. It's interesting around here sometimes. Sometimes it's good. <laughs> sometimes it's not. But So, anyway, I like it. I hope it happens. We'll see. We, we got a ways to go. Hey, when is the primary for the Republican deal? Do, do y'all know? Because I don't know. I can't remember. When did the Republicans vote on their man or woman? And then it's just it's the primary is over. I, when does that happen? Marshila, so who knows that answer? I'm not very smart. I don't know that stuff. I know this. Tom Fenton, he, he, he tweeted this out. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Speaker McCarthy, Congress had a chance last week to cut off federal tax dollars to Democrat politicians misusing their offices to try to destroy and jail Trump and the other innocents. Instead, Jack Smith still has all the tax money he needs. Willis and Bragg do too. And we didn't we didn't shut it down. We didn't stop it. We voted it in. We, we voted for the money to keep going. And today's show trial in New York by Letita, Letitia, Letitia James is another example. Why is any Fed money still going to the civil rights abusers in New York AG's office? Exactly right. Why? What are we doing? What are we doing? Okay, I don't know. Here's another interesting thing I saw yesterday or today, whenever it was. The family of Obama's chef, Tafari Campbell, remember the guy that died in the drowning accident, is to file a massive wrongful death lawsuit in D.C. federal court seeking millions in damages, sources say. This means that there will be a uh, there'll be discovery, and the discovery comes with the 911 call that has been covered up, the tell-all book, that Mr. Campbell had been working on to expose the misdeeds of the Obama family. Have you been hearing that at all? I don't know if that's true or not, but there's rumors out there that this guy was working on a book 
a tell-all book about the Obamas, and then he drowned. Every detail of this case and every lie will be revealed since it's taking place in the D.C. federal court. There's a good chance that the Obama-appointed Tanya Chutkin could be the one to oversee the case at the same time as Trump's. Now, wouldn't that be something? Huge developing story. We'll keep you posted on this. Did I not tell you that our <laughs> it's a clown show? What do we got going on? What in the... Man, I, I hope they have to go to trial. I hope they get exposed. Whew, man. I don't know. I think they're untouchable. I think the Obamas, the Clintons, untouchable. Can't touch them. They're, they're, they're more untouchable than Teflon Don, I think. It's estimated the wall would cost $21 billion to build... Money will be well spent, in my opinion, says one texture on the Windy Chevy text line. I thought it was $5 billion. Back when Donald Trump was president, he was asking for $5 billion. I'll finish the wall, give me $5 billion. We couldn't come up with the money. Just can't do it. Lindsey Graham was, well, no. All these people. We, we ruled everything. We controlled every house, and we couldn't come up with the money. But we can send it all to Ukraine. Yeah, I, yeah, whatever the money is, you know, <laughs> New York, Chicago, we need uh, we need to start an installment plan on that wall. Anyway, so that's uh, that's that. Uh, let's see what else. Um, what else we got out here? We got other stuff. Let me see what we got. Time is it? 847. By the way, we got football Friday night, which is coming up in a couple of nights from now. It's at Okmulgee, our brew, our brew TV sports game of the week. Okmulgee County game of the week is going to be Okmulgee taking on Kiefer at home. And it'll be broadcast on the brew TV sports live stream video. And that can be found on our website. Listen to the brew.com. Okay. All right, let's see. We've got some audio. I haven't even listened to this yet. We're going to hear it together. I'm just anxious to see what this buffoon has to say. And let's see what he says here. And you are presenting new ways to minimize the spread of misinformation, <laughs> and you want to combat dangerous extremist views in the Internet. Do you understand any of that? That is Klaus Schwab. Klaus Schwab is the leader of the WEF. He doesn't talk in a Russian accent like I do, but he's he's talking about getting rid of misinformation and censoring people. He he's the top of the globalist pile, the great high priest, the grand poobah, the cult leader himself, and he's talking about more censorship. And this letter stood again. Just once, I just want to hear this guy's voice. He sounds like an evil leader, don't you think? And you are presenting new ways new way. to minimize the spread of misinformation, and you want to combat dangerous extremist views in the internet. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so here's the, the ultimate game plan for these globalist leaders, like these like the people here. They absolutely. Absolutely want to control the world, and they, they're going to try to do it with uh, censorship. They everywhere in the world now. It's not just not just here in America. Um, 
they they are going. It's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse about controlling free speech. They, they just can't. They can't continue to. They lose when the, when the free speech is out there and people are saying stuff and exposing people and and expose them. They lose and they can't. They they don't. They can't win that way. And they know they can't win. So they got to just keep trying to censor and censor and censor. Oh, it's to protect against misinformation, disinformation, all that kind of crap, which is all just cover for. We need to. Uh, we need to stop people from actually speaking out against us because otherwise we'll lose free speech. Our founders put that in there first because they were smart. And it's, it's, it's just being, it's being attacked on all fronts all the time, all the times, all the times. Okay. What do we got? We got stuff coming in there. Hi, thank you. How you doing? Uh, I got a text here. What does it say? Somebody says uh, on the Wendy Chevy text line, wish the Preston boys baseball and girls softball good luck at the state tournaments. Well, yeah. Thanks for letting me know that. That's awesome, too. Boys baseball in Preston and girls softball. Good luck at the state tournament. Good luck to you people. That is awesome. I played in, uh, I played in all state tournament one time in baseball. Brings back memories. Thanks for that. I'm thinking about it now. I was a shortstop for Sayre Eagles in 1984. Yes, I'm old. Do the math. Played in uh, Oral Roberts up there, University. Uh, East versus West. We got beat. And I was a, I was a shortstop in him, but I, but I did get the ring and I got the jacket. And, and I got the ball out on the fence at Sayre. There's a... <laughs> There's a little baseball field out there, and there's a big giant uh, baseball out there in the film. It's got my name on it in the year. The very first All-State baseball player in the history of Sarah Eagles, Brooks Brewer. Anyway, that's my claim to fame and self, the shameful self-promotion there. But anyway, yes, good luck to you, Preston people. How did I turn that all about me? That was so bad of me. I, Brooks, narcissist pig. That was not about you, and then you got off on this story about yourself. I'm sorry. Go Preston. Ah, okay. It's terrible. A terrible human being. I'm going to keep going though. What do we got here in the Elson News? Whew, what do we got? What do we got? I'm looking. I'm looking. So I'm just that. We got the clock. Um, so yeah, Kevin McCarthy. I got some stuff over here in a different department. Let me, let me hang on. That was all bookmarks. So it's got to be down here. It's some, some Ukraine. What is this? Oh, so here's a crazy story. So this is how the money laundering works situation. So America sends billions of dollars to Ukraine. A former congressman and senators, they take jobs as lobbyists, okay? And then Ukraine pays the lobbyist back here in D.C. And then the lobbyists spend the money on campaigns and PACs for their person. Listen to this story. Former Democrat congressman turned lobbyist Jim Moran just added the Ukrainian government as a client for $25,000 in a month per month. $25,000 a month. <laughs> Not bad wages for being a, uh, a lobbyist to Ukraine. The letter outlining their agreement says funds will come from a virtually untraceable Ukrainian nonprofit called Ukraine Freedom. And, and somebody got their hands on this agreement deal. Here, here we go. So you pay me $300,000 a year. I'll 
throw some money to my Democratic friends over here. They'll vote to continue to send money to Ukraine. This is one happy circle going around here. Woo! See, we we took the wrong profession here. I mean, you know, radio guy, you know, factory man, mowing yards, whatever it is you're doing out there, we're not doing this. This this is the way you make money. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, what else we got? What else? I got. Let me see. I'm just kind of scrolling through. I thought I had some health stuff. I think I do. I think I do. I think. I think. What is this? Yeah. What is this story right here? I, that's not very important. Nobody cares about raw milk, probably. Yeah. Well, let me see. Is that, is that all the news we got? To, no. We have this. We have this. The Fed. The Feds according to this report, have blown $3.3 billion on office furniture as employees worked from home during the pandemic. <laughs> That's your government at work right there. The federal government's dropped $3.5 billion new office furniture as the vast majority of its employees actually worked from home during the COVID-19 pandemic. There's new studies coming out. Watchdog report. Between 20 and 22, federal agencies spent more than a billion per year on the plush decor a rate consistent with pre-pandemic levels despite departments filling in just a quarter of their available office space on average. This is average a billion dollars a year on furniture? I'm going to be that furniture salesman, don't you? The taxpayer watchdog openthebooks.com revealed the furniture splurge in a study published Tuesday citing a government accountability office report that found 17 of the 24 federal agencies are using as little as 9% and as much as 49% of their building capacities well into the fourth uh, quarter of the year of the pandemic, the fourth year of the pandemic. So some of these buildings have 9% occupancy, nine. Some have almost half, but yet the, the spending continues for the furniture. What is how does this happen? Do people is there no controls up there? Why is there no off switch? What do we need to look at some of this? Extravagant purchases. Hang on a minute. We got no, it's not Tradio yet, man. Are you kidding me? Maybe he's not calling over Tradio. Let's see. See what we got here. Let's accept the call. Throw you on the air. Good morning. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, I thought maybe you might be a furniture lobbyist. Man, you make pretty good money. shoot, dog. I need to be something. Furniture, lobbyist, one of those deals. Just go to D.C. Hell, you make some money. Maybe just a hair dye lobbyist. Most of them got the gray hair. They might, might make some money selling hair dye. Hair dye? I bet there's a, probably a billion or two laying around for that. Heck, yeah. <laughs> crazy. It like, is crazy. Except it's wild, man. Right. I know it. Well, I appreciate your thoughts on that deal. Here we are just scraping along, man. Scraping along. $237,000 on solar panel picnic tables. <laughs> Did you know there was such a thing? Solar panel picnic tables for the CDC. 120000 on luxurious Ethan Allen leather recliners for the U.S. Embassy in Islamabad. 
Whew! Dang, I gotta become a furniture salesman. This is too much. This is too much. The EPA shelled out six and a half million for trendy furniture, even as it downsized to move into a 300,000 square foot office at four Penn Central in Pennsylvania. Let me see. I'm looking at this. So here's a solar paneled picnic table right here. What? $237,000. David Jennings. Oh my gosh. Let's go here. Good morning, David. What's going on? Oh man. You, just you. Just all about you. What do you know today? Oh, not much. I think one of the reasons, and if you look at a lot of stuff with this McCarthy thing going on, is he made a promise these bills would come one at a time so they could read through them and look at them without all the ports. Sure, he yeah, yeah. That. Okay. Uh, people say no more compromise. There's been too many compromises. I've heard these congressmen up there in their little committee meetings, nope, oh, no more compromises. Because every time we compromise, we lose just a little more freedom. And that's what these guys are trying to say and get through is no more. We've lost enough already. Nobody wants any more money going to uh, Ukraine. Well, they're going to put it in a defense package. Okay, that that's not cool. They don't want that. So, yeah, I, I can kind of see why Matt did what he did. I don't like it. It's not a good time to do it, but so be it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to compromise. I mean, what they do, raise the debt ceiling, added a trillion dollars, and they've already dug into that trillion dollars. So, I mean, when you go up there and you say one thing, and then you do the other, because right now they've got a bunch of bills they've got to get passed. They really don't have time to look them over. It, well, and they should and have done this. He's, he's had all this time, and he hasn't done it, and that's what they're saying. You, you had these things you said you were going to do, pal. You didn't come through with most all of them. You're out. Sorry. So that's, I, that's, I stand with well, it. I think it's the right thing to do personally. So, well, there's so, a lot of that green deal stuff. They don't want that. There was gun control in it. There's a lot of stuff in there that, in these bills that people really don't know about because you don't hear about it until after it's passed. And then you go, oh, wow, we shouldn't have done that. And so that's what they were trying to, Matt uh, Gates and them were trying to say. We want these so we can read them. Look them over and be done with it. Yeah. Partner, we're out of time. You called it Tradio time, and you know how those people are over there. Okay. I'm still giving Jesus away, so everybody get a hold of him. He'll be good for you. He will. He's always good. <laughs> yep. Bye. It's always good. Thanks, David. Appreciate that. We're out of time. It's time for Tradio. We're going to buy a trade and sell it right now. You guys have a good Wednesday.